Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 37 of the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast. I am live tonight, just me, doing a solo podcast, except I'm not solo. Got a legend in the Oklahoma world, at least in my mind. I've got Lane Gamble here with me tonight. What's up, Lane? Oh, not much. Just seeing what everybody's up to. That's right. Getting ready for some hunting season? I'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest. We were talking before this, it's just like, man, we want to go, but where on earth is the time to do it? Growing up is the biggest trap I've ever <laughs> ran into. Yeah, why is everyone like, oh, it's so awesome to be an adult. You get all this money and stuff. You're like, well, I don't have any time to even spend it. Well, and it spends itself before you can get rid of it. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny. The saying goes, the more you make, the more you spend. Well, there's there, if there's a will, there's a way. Because <laughs> that happens whether you want it to or not. Yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> you, you can hold your breath all you want, and all you're going to be doing is laying on the floor. Yep, it sure seems that way. So um, me and Lane, we're going to just talk about how Lane grew up, and then Lane is probably one of the biggest reasons for my uh, addiction or strong desire to duck hunt all the time. He took me out on some of my uh, most memorable duck hunts, for sure, and goose hunts. So uh, we'll get into some of those stories, but before we start... um, Lane, how did you uh, how'd you grow up? Did, well, did you grow up hunting and fishing? What's kind of your first memory doing that? Uh, it, it'd probably be fishing because I, I grew up a little different. We didn't do it all for recreation. Like mm-hmm. we we fished to eat some sometimes, yeah. and uh, my great grandma raised me till I was about twelve or thirteen. And if she took you fishing, you be, you better be bringing something home to eat. <laughs> Or she was going to be mad at you. Yep. And so was she uh, was She a pretty good cook? Oh, Lord. Yeah. She, Dang she, good. Yeah. She was, I wish I would have spent more time paying attention to how she cooked. Because uh-huh. I have a perfect, I can imagine it. I can imagine the taste in my mouth. And I can do it the way she done it. And I'm missing something on every single <laughs> recipe. I don't know. I, I've been going crazy over it for i don't know about 10 years now and I, just trying to figure it out yeah it is the hardest thing and it i don't know if it's just like their knowledge of how they've done it over the years mm-hmm. i i was too young i yep. guess and i sh- i'm kicking myself i should have paid attention a lot better yeah what was uh like your favorite thing that she cooked like was it just a fried fish or did she do like well, some good cake and stuff or uh-oh. We thin pork chops, man. I mean, like maybe the size of a number two pencil thick, like really thin. Yeah, with homemade mashed potatoes, green beans, bacon, cornbread. That was that was the Sunday meal. Every Sunday, like there was only maybe like ten of us in our family, but we had twenty people at the table every time. Like it was a big Sunday get together of uncles, friends, people driving uh-huh. down the road. Everybody stopped in. They knew Lula Griggs was making her pork chops. Oh, that sounds so good. 
<laughs> I had a pork chop for dinner tonight, and I just can assure you, it was good, but it certainly wasn't that good. I'll say that that beats them them chips and salsa yeah. that I had for dinner. <laughs> I had one of them girl dinners tonight. The leftover Ted special. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, nothing. But I will say, I'm I'm a sucker for some chips and queso. Oh, that's for sure. Mexican food all together. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I'm still trying to figure out my favorite place up here, but yeah, there's there's a few spots around. Did you ever take the wife to the date night? Oh, place? I haven't there, gone there yet. Uh, you, what was you, it called again? Oh, it's right there in downtown Tulsa. It's oh, by Andalini's. Okay. I've uh, heard of that place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just we, right, like two, two doors down. To okay. the, the west of where Andalini's is. It's like got a big like double French door and outside patio. Pretty dang good. Anybody in the Tulsa area, take your wife there. That's a good date night. Helpful right. hints. There it is. Date date marriage life tips with Lane Gamble. I think that, that could be a whole section in and of itself of this podcast. Well, this is the good side of it then. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, anyway, you grew up with your uh, great-grandma fishing a lot, and that was just northwest Oklahoma? Yeah, pretty much just Calumet-El Reno mm-hmm. area, pretty yeah. much. We didn't we didn't leave maybe 10 miles from where we where the homestead was. Yeah. So. A lot in the river and stuff, or yeah, in some uh, ponds and things? That big hole behind my mom and dad's house down in the creek, we'd go there, I don't know, once or twice a month down there yep. in that little hole I sent you to to go to yep. do some duck hunting with your wife. Uh-huh. And then we had a few other little ponds and on the rivers and stuff we'd go hang out at. That's awesome. That's cool. It's crazy like that you grew up doing that in those spots and they're still there. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I was very fortunate in that aspect of a lot of things and I there's some places I, I'd give anything to get to go back to because yeah. it's not just not just the fond memories I have, just the memories you can make with someone else there. That, yep. Like taking a kid, like I'd love to take my nephew to some of the places I used to get to fish and stuff. He'd he'd have a ball. Yeah, yeah. And it's sad. A lot of those are just someone ruined it for everybody, or they're leased up, or you know whatever the case may be. They changed hands. Whatever it is, it's just it's just kind of unfortunate that you can't get back on them anymore. Yeah, and it just seems like it's getting tougher and tougher, and it just puts uh, more pressure on the lakes, and mm-hmm. you know the some kind of takes advantage of the guys that do let people come out and fish. Yeah, if if it only takes one apple to ruin the bunch, and if people don't pick up behind behind themselves and stuff, it's only going to keep getting harder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've told this story on here. I was just talking to a guy the other day up here about. Um, just all the public land grind and you know there's probably 10 or 12 big lakes and wildlife management areas within an hour of Tulsa and so we were I was just trying to get some of the lowdown I was like man I don't I don't even know where to start like this is crazy and so we were just talking about you know how really our I mean our generation you're a couple years older but not a ton older it's like the generation that we maybe are kind of, I'm probably in the middle of it. You're probably at the front of it. It's like they just get on land and just think they're entitled to do whatever. You know, like they don't pick up shells. They leave trash, ruts. You know, one guy I went and hunted with once in a goose field started doing donuts when we were picking it up. 
We're like, what are you freaking doing, dude? Like, you just ruined it for like forever. Anyone hunting on this field, we're never going to get to again. Yeah, and it's the it's the same way. We've had a couple goose hunts. I I think you were invited, but I don't think you were able to make it. That's when uh oh, what's his name, Dad, and them come out. Oh, Tate. Yeah, because uh, I knew the farmer from way back when i told uh-huh. i told him i was like hey there's some geese out there and you mind if we go out there he's like i don't mind at all but all i ask is please don't rut up drive all over my wheat and stuff so being the courteous person i am we i made everybody park on the road and we <laughs> we hiked them bad in. boys at 200 yards through the thick of it gosh and which that'll get you sweating faster than anything else yeah we we didn't need no uh insulated coveralls or anything the rest of that morning for a while at least yep <laughs> but yeah and then yeah you guys just hoofed it out there because that's what he asked of you mm-hmm. and of- another reason we done it is because there was a pond right by the access road going through and there's probably four thousand snow geese they were roosting on that pond so we were sneaking in on the back side of it mm-hmm. in there so whenever it come first light, I've seen them do it for like three days in a row. They're going to get up and they're going to go right to the spot where we set up. And we see some headlights coming our way. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. It all turned out okay. They did spook the snows off. We never seen them. But as a whole, we had a pretty good day. Turned Everybody, out all right. It was a little stressful at the front of it. They're like, what we're doing? And I'm like, we're, I'm going to go over there and handle this. Mm-hmm. And we just ended up throwing all the blinds together, all the decoys and stuff. And we shot, I don't know, five or six man limit of geese. Yeah. A few specks, a few blues. Nice. Can't ask for no, anything better than that. Absolutely not. But it is nerve wracking when you see those headlights at the gate and you're like, um, I think I'm the only one that's supposed to be out here this morning. I don't know what to do. Or, or it's like at the beaver pond, you know, you start hearing another boat coming down coming down the spillway and i'm like oh man we better get in here yeah we better we better hide the boat and cram it in real good yep (laughs) yeah we had some good good times out there so i don't know we probably shouldn't name names of lakes that we like out there in northwest oklahoma but there's not too many of them no there's only a handful of hang on maybe we should just say western oklahoma yeah yeah Yeah, you like that better okay yeah out in western oklahoma so you, okay, so you, let's back up just a little bit. You grew up kind of fishing a lot. Um, what what kind of got you into, you know, I guess you probably grew up just shooting some deer and coyotes off the, you know, in the back 40, I guess. I don't know how many acres it is back there, but it's not a giant piece, but it's a good amount. Yeah, uh, back in the day before we quit the farm and deal and stuff, we had roughly 2,000. 3,000 acres that we farmed and such. So we had a pretty big array of places we could mm-hmm. go hunt and everything. And we didn't, I didn't ever, it's, it sounds funny, I never started with big game. Yeah, the, okay. The thing that I always heard my dad and my grandpa always talking about was A, squirrel hunting, mm-hmm. B, squirrel, or uh, rabbit hunting. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one of all was turkey hunting. Oh, gosh. So on my, I want to say like my, 14th birthday or 12th birthday they got me and my little brother uh, ruger 1022s uh-huh and we went and we tore the firehouse and pop cans for a while <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> dad was tired of loading it yeah loading it for us <laughs> so 
that's how we got our start. We we tried. We tried really hard. Them old squirrels, we'd always get caught up looking at Tweety Birds or something uh-huh. else. And it never really went good. But the rabbit hunting, I got a story. You'll have to you'll have to have Noah tell it with me. Okay. Because he was the only other one there that's still around and man. Some good times. It was some good times. <laughs> it was probably some bad decisions made along sure, the way. Sure. But looking back at it, I can think about it and just smile. Yeah, just because it's such a good memory trying mm-hmm. to shoot those things. <laughs> and, and you got to imagine, there's like six or eight of us. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was, it was a little hectic for sure. a little bit. But you got to have his side of the story because <laughs> nobody believes me to this day. Yep. So it just sounded like an absolute war zone, I'm sure. Oh, it did. And it wasn't a mile from my mom and dad's house, so... I didn't have a cell phone at the time, so they end up calling uh, Noah. And my dad's like, are you guys okay? Like, what What did you guys run into? Noah said, rabbits. That, that was it. <laughs> I can just picture your dad going, oh, all right. <laughs> Hangs up the phone yep. and goes back to what he is doing. He don't even want to know. Nope. I think, I, I think I've maybe, maybe five words isn't the most I've ever heard your dad say in a row. Uh, well, you're lucky. Yeah. You, you didn't miss nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So a ton of rabbit hunting and stuff. And then um, what What got you into waterfowl? Uh, it, was, it was probably the appeal of it all. Like, mm-hmm. like I loved I loved d- dove hunting. Turkey mm-hmm. hunting I was not very good at. I'll, I'll say to this day I've shot one turkey, and that was – by accident, I ran up onto a whole flock of them, and I picked the one out I wanted. So, yep. <laughs> and that was in western Oklahoma, too, on some public land. So there's some doozies out there if, yeah. if you know where to go. Yep. There's a lot of people out there, too, but you can mm-hmm. you can find birds for sure. Just put in a little extra work. And I'll tell you right now, I found them 80 yards from where we were camping. I didn't have a call on. I didn't have a decoy out. I was literally just walking the trail to go to where I wanted to. And there was a flock of 100 of them sitting right there in front of me. So here's Start your blasting, boys. <laughs> and I'll tell anybody else that hunts a lot of public land, especially like western Oklahoma, you can go out and walk them three, four miles back in there if you really want to. But I've seen more deer within 100 yards of the campsite and big deer. And you don't shoot them during turkey season. You can sit there and watch them all day. Yeah. But it's just a little little bit of initiative, and you don't have to follow the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching um, the hunting public. Uh, you know, they, they just hunt public land all around, and um, they were deer hunting, and they were sitting in the stand. I mean, it was... 80, 100 yards from the road. I mean, they were watching cars drive in and out. And, I mean, they just smoked a bruiser, you know, right there and dragged it 20 yards to the pickup truck. And, you know, as this guy was, as their buddies were coming in to help him carry it out, uh, there was another truck kind of coming out, and he stopped. He's like, hey, man, you know, how's it going? Trying to get the report. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, my buddy actually just got one. Oh, cool. He's like, where are you hunting? He's like, oh, yeah, just kind of over there, you know, kind of just giving him <laughs> what he needed to keep moving. The guy's like, man, I got a good spot. I've been, he was like, I saw you have a bike in the back. And he's like, yeah, I've been biking back three miles into this spot. 
And uh, the guy just kind of grinned and was like, well, have a good day. You know, you don't have to be biking three miles. You could walk 80 yards right here and shoot the biggest one. You know, it's it's not always about just getting way back in there. Sometimes it is, but. Hey, the, the prime example is the beaver pond we used to hunt, you yeah. know. Uh, it's so rough and wooded in there. If you don't have a boat to access it from the, uh, what would that be, the south side? I think. Mm-hmm. Or the east, kind of southeast yeah, side. Yeah, somewhere right down yeah. that corner. Yeah. you got to take you a pair of waders to get to the dry land, but once you get in there, there's nobody for a square because it's just a big peninsula, them big deer. Yeah, we, We've seen them out there when we were duck yeah. hunting and stuff. Yep. Yeah, there's some big old swamp deer mm. out there hiding. Mm. <laughs> just munching away all year round. Don't get touched, jostled, anything. No, nobody goes. Nobody goes out there because it's just you know you're just looking at it. And you're like, oh, that's just a bunch of briar bushes. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's there's a little bit more than that. And yeah, until a couple of schmucks like us come swatting through the woods at four a.m., tripping, falling in. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I I promise you guys, if, if you guys, if I'm around, I'm gonna find every hole to fall in, every branch to fall over, and. Anything could go wrong would happen to me. So yep. I'm just there for everybody's to make everybody laugh and to be the bird dog. That's, That's right. 90% of what I am. So I'm just trying to think what are the guarantees for a lane gamble duck hunt? I think the first thing right out of the bat is you're going to be cooked in the truck. Oh, anxiety, dude. <laughs> I, I got something wrong with me. If we start getting close, everything starts brewing. Yeah. It don't help with that, you know, the freaking gas station yeah. burritos and the Red Bulls at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We start out in the truck way too early, then get some gas station burritos, biscuits, <sighs> energy drink, then you get going. That three-hour drive, that, that was, I think that's what... Didn't help anything, neither. No. Yeah. And Lane cranks the heat all the way up in the truck because he's not wearing much clothes. The rest of us are just loaded up. We're all sweaty. But then that heat starts getting the Lane. Things start brewing. Uh, <laughs> he comes I, out. You pull into that spot. like clockwork. Hey, I, I know my way. That's all I'm going to say. I have my spots. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, pajama pants and slippers are in a dangerous position. Oh, yes, they are, dude. <laughs> Got to scrape away the old pine needles at the bottom of the tree. <laughs> I'll never forget that day you decided to use a, uh, a, a gun cleaning wipe. Oh, no, it was a mean green wipe because I ran green. out of my uh, dude wipes. I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm in a rough spot. I can't lose can't lose my insulated sock t- yep. today. We're, it's like... 13 degrees like i can't do this today so i'm like all right we'll use that that was the worst decision and full warning nobody do that if you ain't got tp or dude wipes don't do it just lose a shirt yep (laughs) just lose a shirt or i guess deal with itchy factor for a while (laughs) because because it's not worth it to just light that on fire back there good grief so yeah, that that's that's what you can expect before the hunt with Lane, and then what would you say are, are staples during the hunt? Always got snacks. Yep, Lane. Yeah, snack man. We're, we're we're pretty good at. I don't know. Like I feel like every time we're on public land, 
Everybody's got their mojos. They just got their calling at them 24-7. Most of the time, I'm the only one that even brings a call because I tell everybody else you're not going to need them most of the time because we are usually where they want to be anyways. Mm-hmm. So we just used maybe a dozen, dozen and a half. I don't know. I've hunted over four decoys and done really good. Yep. And just use a little jerk rig and a little bit of, little bit of squawking, a little splash in your feet, make them t- turn on you and... You just you just let them do their thing. They know where the food's at as long as you're there. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people definitely uh, decide to load it up with way too many decoys and do a little too much calling. A little if, too early of shooting. You know, everybody's gosh. guilty of it. It sounds like a sounds like an army's coming through town yep. up there. And I'm like, we got another 15 minutes, dude. We're not even loading our guns. I'm not. I don't want to get a ticket. No, yeah, I'm not risking it out there. You never know where old green jeans is. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we're mighty close to the office over there too. Yeah, yeah. When all those, I mean, a lot of those big lakes out there in western Oklahoma have refuges on them and stuff, and and they're pretty serious about making sure those are not poached or touched with. So, yeah, there's some there's some uh, extra eyes on the area to say the least. So, and they know if you're there, and you'll never know if they're there. Yeah, that's like. I've I've seen some of their drones and stuff, you know. Before mm-hmm. drones were like a real big thing, you just hear a buzzing, and sure enough, seen one of them. And then just by a chance, you know, there's a game warden sitting at the truck waiting on us. Like they they know, yeah. You're not hiding nothing. It's just how long you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you make a career out of uh, bending the rules, you'll get caught eventually. Mm-hmm. And it just <laughs> and it takes away from everybody. It's yeah. not just you. Yeah, and and let's face it, most of the guys shooting uh, an extra duck or ten are not the guys that are uh, surviving on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just out. They're just out for that Instagram pose. They're just yep. out for just to get famous, and that's that's one of the downturns I feel like's been going on more and more as social media is getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm not a big social media guy. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace though. I, yeah, I'll have to disagree. <laughs> But that's a slight addiction. Yes, you can always find something to make the wife mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all too easily. I no, I get into that. You know, you're talking about kind of the social media hunters and stuff. I get into that sometimes, like with this podcast, because I'm like, am I just trying to, you know, find fame or you know whatever money or something off of what I like? And then I'm like, hang on. The reason I do this is just to remember all the stories that I have for me and my buddies. It's to share them with people and have fun, you know. And also, like, if no one, if someone's never hunted before and they could hear this podcast and shoot me a DM, I'd love to take them out or at least help them out, you know. And so I'm like, no, I'm not one of those guys. (laughs) On my Instagram, I haven't posted a hunting or a fishing picture in a long time. Yeah, no. I'm the same exact way as like whenever you told me you haven't ever caught a spoonbill or anything like yeah. that, you know, like I've that one that second time I took you, man, there's like twenty some of us and I was running around with my head cut off for a little bit, but everybody there caught caught one that was yeah. over sixty five, eighty pounds. Yeah. And the best part of it was the kids, you know, Shannon's little girl, mm-hmm. uh, oh I cannot remember his name. Uh 
Gilligan. He uh-huh. looks just like Gilligan from Gilligan's yeah. Island. He was <laughs> he was a stud, dude. Yeah. You'd hook one into him. He couldn't have been what eight. Yeah, he was young. And uh, I got a picture of him somewhere on my phone, holding up, holding up this big old spoonbill. I I got took getting cracked in the head and the family jewels a couple times to get it for the boy. <laughs> we wasn't gonna let that sucker get away without a photo. Yeah, I think you. Uh, I think you got a concussion that day. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been hitting the head pretty hard. But yeah. It was like a two by four, man. You know, that sounds like an exaggeration to some, but I think that was pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, it, it felt like a 2 before. Yeah. yeah, golly. That was a fun day. I've, I've never done anything like that, and like it's weird because I didn't do what most people do fishing-wise because I started out with like a little push-button Zebco, you know, like everyone does, and then I forgot it. The one time I went on a bass fishing trip with my dad and my uncle, and they handed me a bait caster and said, figure it out, buddy. <laughs> And you probably took to it, and it was better at it at that time than me. Yeah, well, the, I'm bird nest central boy. Oh. I keep I keep line guys in business. Yeah, I, I certainly got a lot of birds nests that trip. But also, I feel like that's kind of what it takes to figure that out. It's like just go out and do it. I mean, just commit to it. Baptism by fire. And yep. anybody listening to this, they're around here, and they need some coaching or just need someone to go with when they're not by themselves. Feel free to hit Glenn up or anything because that's what we're out to do. We're out to see people succeed and yeah. smile and have fun, yeah. make some memories. Yeah, I would much rather someone else catch a fish than me. Yeah. I mean, probably I'm like, I'll, I've caught I don't know that 12-pound. If this well, is a 12-pound bass, I'm, I might have to take that yeah, one for sorry. me just, just for this one time. The next one, it's all all you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'll be pretty selfish if it's a double-digit bass. I need to break that, yeah. break that threshold pretty quick here. Hey, I got I got close last year. That one was right at like eight and three quarter nine pounds. Good grief! And and she was all spawned out. So if we'd have caught her, you know, that spring she might have might have been a ten. And then I'll tell you something else: don't throw a swim jig on a crankbait rod, a full fiberglass crankbait rod. It just ends up in tears. What What's this backstory on that one? Was that at our favorite place in eastern Oklahoma where you need to be packing some heat to not get shot? <laughs> yeah, <the> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, me and Noah, we took his uh, little fishing ski boat down there, and we've been fishing all day. We, we caught into a couple that were, you know, four or five pounds. That place is so diverse. Like, you can go from running a 30-foot deep diving crankbait to going up punching and flipping in the br- in the brush and in the tulies and stuff. And There's, yeah. They're really in... It's a cool spot. Yes, it it's is. a dang cool spot. Like it, it kind of reminds me like I don't even know how to like Grand Lake or Ten Killer. How clear Ten Killer is on one portion of it, then you go to the other, and it hits me like I don't even know like Stanley Draper or something where it just yeah. gets muddy, dirty. Yeah, yeah it's it is it, that is weird about it, and it's not like. There's all these creeks and stuff running into it. It's just like... Just watershed, man. Yeah, I think some of it must just be, you know, all the vegetation kind of filtering it, that rock bottom, and then some of it's definitely a muddier bottom, especially when you go up into some of those fingers where, uh, like, kind of where we used to park and stuff when we tube it, but... Yeah, like... On the east side. 
Yeah, yeah, down off in, in, in kind of in the cuts and in the yeah. in low spots. But as the end of the day, you know, you're sunburnt. You've you've ate enough Slim Jims and drank enough pop to want to kill somebody. Slim Jim. <laughs> hey, man, poor man's lunch. That-, <laughs> that, was, that was the easiest thing we'd come up with at the gas station because we forgot everything else. Uh, we was too excited. Yep. And I'm like, okay, we got like 15 more minutes. I'm like, I'm just... I don't even want to cut this other bait off that's been producing. So I throw on the swim jig. We're in like 18 foot of water, and there's a brush pile down there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give her a couple casts, and we can just start troll motoring back. Go out there, bomb it. I let it go all the way to bomb, and I'm just creeping it over through this wood and brush. I feel like I'm snagged. I'm like, oh, man. Then all of a sudden, here she goes. Fodder for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Get her up to the top, see her jumping. I'm like, you better get the net, and you better get it fast, boy, because if I got to, I'll boat flip this sucker in. Gets right to uh, – I've set the <laughs> – take backstory. I set the hook into her like three different times because I knew it was fiberglass soft rod with mono on it. So I'm I'm setting it like, like we was tuna fishing, man. Yeah, because mono is pretty stretchy too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's then, the stretchiest of it all. Then you got the really, you know, soft action rod, which bends a lot. So it's not, not a lot of force to drive the hook home. Yeah, and I get her right to the boat, and we're about to get her in the net, and she jumps, and I just see my swim jig go off, and I was hoping, I was like, oh, come on, no, here we go, here we go. This is going to be the net job of a lifetime, and it misses at about six inches, and it does the old tail flick, and we're just heartbroken. I'm, I'm, I, I had a little tantrum. I'm not going to lie. I'll sit down to cool off for a minute. It's hot. I was like, I think that's our sign. We need to go home. <laughs> I'm just picturing you having a little tantrum right now. I don't get hot-headed, no. and, and I, I lost it. No. <laughs> like, this is like just getting getting the door shut in your face, man. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I mean, let's face it. That's two for Noah that he's lost like that. I know. He is not the net man. That Do one. not have Noah Edwards ever <laughs> be on your bass fishing team and want to freaking run the net. He's going to text us after this podcast and be like, are you kidding me? He's like, you're bad-mouthing me, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, come on here and, and defend yourself, you know? Yeah, hey, there we go. There's a step two, because he's got to be here anyways for the rabbit story. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely needs to be here for that. Yeah. Dang. I, I hope one day I can cross the 10-pounder mark, but I, right now I'm not um, I'm not putting in the work to deserve it yet. Hey. I feel like that's half the battle as you're like, I'm committing to this and I'm going to I'm going to work my butt off to make it happen. It is, man, and like I've gotten off the deep end into the swim bait game and stuff like this and you know, conventional tackle, you can go out there, I can catch 15 fish. I'm going out there throwing that one big bait all day long looking for that one fish and it is a lot. You just got to you just got to grind. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. Hey, next spring there's going to be a bass boat sitting at the house, and we can go hit whatever. You're you want to go to OHIV? <laughs> we got gas money, buddy. We'll go. Well, I don't I care. Don't. We can sleep in the truck. Hey, you can just ride with then. As long as you can get you, get you a fishing license, I don't care what you do. You, you can rub my feet on the way down there, and that would be good enough. I don't want to fish that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I hope, 
I hope that uh, I can peer pressure you into that boat. That'd be. Uh, you don't even have to peer pressure me. I've <laughs> I've got it on my bucket list already. I'm setting up the old expenditure account as we oh, speak. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Yeah, I, that'd be fun to just go out there and just get after it. I mean, here's the other thing. There is there's there's plenty of double digits in Oklahoma. Not as many as OHIV for sure. But well, there's some good fish still yeah, in Oklahoma. There's some, there's some small lakes around here. I've got a little bit of intel in that's you just got to know what you're looking at. Yep, yep, yeah. And, and and there's a lot of lakes, honestly, that are um, I think just frankly overlooked or forgotten, or you know people just don't think about them first for being a, a destination and. And they should be, you know. There's some, there's some big fish hiding in some smaller lakes. Mm-hmm. So, hey, prime example is that little city lake we go crappie fishing on in the winter time. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been I've seen ten five gallon buckets, a you know pound pound and a half crappie took out of that, and it's never hurt that lake at all. Yeah, every every year there's always a spawn. Everything every single year. Yeah, and. People keep taking them out, and they keep growing in there. Oh, yeah, and it's only gotten, you know, used to is only, you know, back back when I lived out west, there's maybe five of us that really targeted them that last year before we uh, moved out here and stuff. There's probably 20-some people, and it, it was really fun because it was just a big community of everybody knew everybody. Uh-huh. And it was it was a crap talk, and it was, yep, it, yep. It, it was just a party. That's awesome. Yeah, those are the best times, just being out there with a ton of people. And Well, it's fun if it's a bunch of people you know. Yeah. I don't like being in a big crowd if I don't know everybody and I'm snagging other people's lines and Mm. crap. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm out. You guys can have it. Yeah, I can honestly say my fondest memory hunting with you is probably when – I remember you saying, I think it's on a Thursday or something. He's like, I want to go shoot some wood ducks. I'm like, I can solve that problem. Yep. They were, you're going to have to tell the story because no. you, you was the one that was up close and personal with it. I was yeah. the one standing in the bushes. Yeah. Well, I, I was telling Lane, I was like, dude, the thing, because I, I mean, I haven't duck hunted a long time. And I'm by no means like this expert or anything. By now, I feel like I've killed most. But not, I mean, still not just a ton of species. Like, we just shoot a bunch of, you know, gadwalls and teal. And then, you know, you get the mergansers and all that stuff out west. But, I mean, I haven't ever just shot a lot of wood ducks or pintails or the widgeons or the mallard, which I'm I'm hoping to get into some straps of green this winter. I think I can make that happen. Out this way, they say there's more, there's more mallards and pintailing with these big bodies of water there's going to definitely be more diver ducks around because yeah western oklahoma man you get in a lake out there 12 foot that sucker's deep yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so i hadn't shot that many and i was like dude lane like you got anywhere for me to shoot a woody and he was like oh yeah i do i was like seriously he goes 100 percent. he was like you get you meet me at my house Bring the 20 gauge. Don't bring any cannon of a gun. No 10 gauges today. Yeah. Cylinder chips. Yeah, if, I yeah. mean, like up close and personal. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, we need the widest spread you can you can get out of this shotgun. I'm like, 
I don't really believe you, but I guess I'll bring, you know, I'll bring the 20 gauge. I was like, I think he said improved cylinder. And I was like, I'm bringing the modified. I don't quite trust him, (laughs) but whatever. And so he's like, all right, we're going to go to this um, creek. Well, it's kind of a river creek area that um, flows into another lake. And uh, we get set up in there and I'm, we're pulling in. It's like just about an hour before light. And I'm like, Lane, we're late. He's like, nah, we're good. And so I start trying to unload decoys. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm trying to get all the decoys. He's like, no, nah, we just need like five. I was like, five? And he was like, yep, just grab, you know, we just literally need five decoys. Bring you a stool and um, we're going to walk in here. It's it's about an hour to shoot and light, right? Or about 45 minutes to shoot and light. And he said, at uh, about 10 tail shooting light, we're going to start hearing some hearing them coming. And at shooting light, we're going to have some wood ducks flying through here. And I was like, are you like, okay. You know, just kind of like, like, what do I do but just trust this guy? And so we go in there. It's just, I mean, the creek's not wide. You know, maybe 10 feet across. Yeah, and that's and that's because it was flooded at the time. And, like, all those ducks were back in there because all the acorn trees. Yeah. Uh, we were downstream of the acorn trees because you know the birds ain't going to go up where there ain't no food right so, right so yeah we're standing on kind of the it was kind of like some cattails and stuff on the edge of this flooded timber and um sure enough we just hear that you know kind of wood duck sound i'm like what the and he's like be ready they're gonna be in close i'm like what do you mean he goes there they are and i look up and i mean i i'm 15 feet maybe 20 feet max and they are just buzzing through and i just we both just unloaded on these things and lane dropped one right off the bat and then one kind of went right up above us and i just i remember it was one of those where i leaned up and i just kept aiming up and up and up and as i was leaning backwards i pulled the trigger and i folded it and about that time i lost my balance and fell over (laughs) backwards and the part of it he didn't tell or he's seen he he blew its head off like (laughs) like, i got a picture on my phone because nobody believes me (laughs) and it lands in the river it's going down i'm like i cannot let that guy lose his so i'm barreling down the river and i catch it right before it goes in the fast water and i'm bringing it back and i don't even see see him standing i'm like uh glenn and he's uh, he's over there flopping like a fish all over the back side of this log and he finally stands back up and how many more groups did we have come through there i couldn't i don't think we had any more i think it was just maybe that first group maybe there was one more while we were trying to just catch the other ones that were floating down the river yeah that might have been it yeah that beautiful uh, wood duck drake uh he was a headless wood duck drake yeah you'll have to very pretty but yeah it's a it's a graphic picture to say the least yeah i don't think you want to put that one up Uh nowhere (laughs) nope (laughs) yeah that was a fun day and i don't remember i i I think i gave those to you because you were about to have a big cookout for work or something but do you think uh the wood ducks taste spicy that's what i've always heard people say Oh, yeah, 110%. Like, you can eat a mallard, a gadwall, you know, because they got, they got more blood okay. in their body than yeah. most mammals. And so if they're eating they're eating on good, clean, like, soybeans and stuff, they're going to taste awesome. Yeah. If they're eating out of a mud hole in the middle of a wheat field, they're probably not going to taste the best, but 
them wood ducks for, for time and time again, especially up there. Mm-hmm. They eat all them acorns mm. that for off of, off of that creek and uh, a couple other flooded holes there, and they're spicy. Yeah. They're like jalapeno <laughs> spicy. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. Yeah, the spicy duck. I love it. Yeah, that was that was a fun one, and then. Um, you know, really, that was the first. I think that was just the first, like me and you hunt. Yeah. You know, no buffer in between. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was a long three hour drive because you probably know by now, but I talk a lot. <laughs> if I ain't talking, something's wrong. Yeah, he's mad or really tired. Yeah, yeah. You got to kick me every once in a while while I'm driving. Yep. Yeah, a couple times. That's the downside to Noah. Is he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll drive," and then you get out there, and he's like, "Dude, I'm I'm falling asleep. Someone else has got to drive." I'm like, "That's the reason I didn't drive because I wanted to freaking nap on the way home, and here you are making me drive." And unreal. And I think at that time you guys were both in college still. Yeah. And and I was working in the city at the machine shop, working yep. on heavy equipment and stuff. Yep. And man, I could remember the times it'd be like. I get off work like midnight, one o'clock, and they're like, "We're going hunting. It. We're leaving at four. And I'm like, "I'm dedicated. I told these boys I'm going to go. <laughs> I might not be worth anything, but I'll be there." Well, I feel like it was usually your call. Like, you know, me and Noah are like, "Man, we want to sleep in." And you're like, "Well, be at my house at four a.m." And I'm like, "Oh gosh," because I mean, Calumet, that's a good drive from. Bethany, you know, it's 45 minutes or so, yeah. probably. And so then hit another two and a half, you know, yeah. easily two and a half. And that's if you're not lead footed. Yep. Yeah. So that first time we went out there, the throttle cable broke. Oh, that was yeah. a cold, mm. cold morning. Yeah. That's one of those that, like, you don't, you don't think about. I mean, but if you, you've got a mud motor long enough. You start carrying a bunch of extra ones on those cold days. Oh, yes. And we learned our lesson that time, didn't we? Yeah, that, that boat is... Hum- I wish I never got rid of it, but that boat humbled me time and time again. And there's a reason there's a winch on the front of it, because it, it was needed sometimes. <laughs> yep, yep. So that first time, I think we went out there, and um, we got to the boat ramp, and... Sure enough, that throttle cable was broken, and we couldn't. I mean, we had a boat, but and it'd float, but it sure wasn't going anywhere. And you wasn't going to row through, you know, half inch ice, dude. It was cold. Yeah, was that like kind of early January? I think so. I think it was getting to the very end, and we're like, it's finally running. Let's Let's go. go. (laughs) Yeah. And then yeah, here we we got there. It wasn't running. So then we had to do some backroading, check out some of your spots you might have known, and I'll never forget seeing that big old, probably 50-pound beaver going across the road. Oh, yeah, yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah, I'm out there chasing it, yeah. my skivvies and everything. <laughs> Slippers and pajama pants, that's hey, Lane man. Gamble. Hey, man, they make awesome pillows. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hey, and, and I did. I promised them we were going to shoot some ducks. Yep. We didn't shoot a whole bunch because we did have to pack in about a half mile to this pond back in the back. But yep. we did shoot, lay the hammer down on five or six of them. Yeah. And I mean, we got back there and there was not much time before light. We busted as much ice. It was thick ice, too. Yeah. 
much thick ice as we could and then hit up under the trees and we did we had a few come in and put a few down we were i was amped because i was like i can't believe we ended up pulling anything out of this hunt (laughs) because it was just such a crapshoot from the beginning and then after that we left and went behind the stronghold Mm. Good job, Lane. I know that that's a that's a big round wow, of applause for that me. That is awesome. I'm turning on the laugh or the clap track right now. It's just my hands, but that's good. You've been listening. I'm uh, proud of you there. That was good. Yeah, hey. I, I am the sole number one subscriber. Let's go. We Whenever had- it comes out, I, I don't care if I'm in the work truck, driving the bucket truck down the road or whatever. Is playing Yellow Hat Let's Outdoors. Go. Let's go. Our number one supporter is on the podcast tonight. Hey, hey, and if my intern or my helper don't like it, they don't get a choice. They get to sit there and listen to it. So, <laughs> Well, shout out to whoever's in the passenger seat listening to this. Um, but, uh, yeah, after that, we went and checked out Below the Stronghold. All them, all them mallards, man. They're Dude. back there in that moving water. There was, I mean, there was a few hundred of them down in there. Yeah, and in a stream that wasn't wide as a pickup. Yeah. We ended up going back there the next day and come to find out there was a group go down there midday and shot them the day before, shot at them the day before. So they moved further down the river, but we still squeaked out eight or nine of them. Gotcha. Yeah, because actually, now that I remember that, so that was um, actually during December because I was doing finals. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, that day they were like, dude, we're going to go out there and uh, we want to hunt. And I was like, man, I can't go. Like, I got to study. And you looked at me and you go, really? And I was like, you're right. I'm not studying on Friday night. Screw that. And so we went out there. Of course, you know, I leave the house at 3 a.m. or whatever to get out there and we you know have this cluster of a morning but we pulled a few out and i was like man that was fun but you know after those highs and lows in the early morning that drive back to the house is it's not fun no you get you get your gummy worms and checks mix at the gas station and a red bull or a mountain dew and it, it doesn't do anything it, it 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 is comparable to when i used to work out in west texas like if you're going to Odessa or something, mm-hmm. like you're like, I'm in nowhere. This is never going to end. Yeah, like that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah, and and when we saw all those below the stronghold, you guys were just frothing. You're like, we're going back, and I was like, I, I can't do it. And I was like, I gotta <laughs> sleep it because I'm gonna actually fail all these tests, and I gotta I've gotta somehow pull this grade out. Hindsight, did I really need to? Probably not. I probably could have gone again, but. Uh, I was thankful for the sleep in. I was n- nervous. I have bad. I have like genuine clinical FOMO. I don't. It doesn't matter what it is. Like I've got to. I've got to go, or else I'm not. I'm gonna just be a f- making a fool of myself, worrying about missing out. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of the same way. I've kind of grew out of that nowadays. I, I can kind of do the solo thing, but like back in the day, I wanted to be in the middle of everything, and we were. Mm-hmm. We were from goose hunting, duck hunting, <clears throat> deer hunting. I I couldn't tell you how many. I wore out multiple sets of tires on multiple trucks yeah. for years on end. We used to go three times a weekend, every weekend for the whole season duck hunting. And, and whenever the break was, 
we're out deer hunting. Yep. And we'd get bored with that. We'd go out rabbit hunting. Uh-huh. It, was, it was never ending. And then once it got springtime, you know, had to do some turkey hunting. Glenn, the turkey guide over here. Yeah. The only thing I'm good at guiding for turkeys is just guiding myself to shoot another one because every time I take someone out, I end up shooting it. So, hey, this was close. This is on some. I pu- took you out once. Yeah. On some public land, too. Yeah. And we did see a turkey. Yeah. It's just on the wrong side of the fence. Yep. Yep. But, and that's tough. That puts you in a tough ethical dilemma there. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when you start getting desperate and you're oh, like, yeah. man. You guess the, letting them last couple of days, you're going, oh. Why, why now? Yeah. Why, if this would have happened, you know, four days earlier, I'd have probably been like, cool, let's take a picture. Now I'm like, let's take that sucker home. That's dinner, uh-huh. boy. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yeah, there's, I love turkey hunting out there, too. Yeah, but then, then back when Noah had that lease, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you two went out there and bagged you to, yeah. to, uh, Tom's out there, if yeah. I remember right. Opening day double. Best. Mm-hmm. I had, so I think my senior year of high school, um, I got to hunt the youth season because I wasn't, you know, too old or whatever. Then um, that freshman year of college, we shot a double. Me and Noah did. And then the next weekend, I called in one for my dad, and he smoked that. And then... um I think I went out one more time and had success with somebody. Actually, I took my buddy out, and we were calling one in that same place I took you. And as two were coming across the canyon, we see them come under the fence. They go down into the canyon, coming towards us, just gobbling their heads off. And um, we're sitting there, and me and my buddy are looking at each other like, oh, yeah, it's about to go down right now. My friend had never got one. It was me and Landon and my buddy Evan. Evan had never shot one. And um, we're sit- me and Landon are sitting there like, oh, here we go. We're like, all right, Evan, here's where he's going to pop out. You need to sit still. This is what we're going to do. And, um, you know, sure enough, they get down there. They're gobbling their heads off in that canyon. It's echoing. And my heart is just racing. And then you just hear boom, boom. And about five minutes later, we see a guy walking up the stronghold carrying one of them. And we saw the other one take off, you know, back the way it came. And I was just like, heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. But so I had that season, best season my whole life. Then the next season, I was feeling like hot stuff. And that started about a four-year drought of me not even getting close to pulling the trigger on one. So this year, I I was like, I'm breaking the drought right now. (laughs) So Yeah, that's that's me. I I get... I'm like, oh, yeah, but anymore, I'm just out to hang out with everybody. I could care less if I shoot anything, catch anything. It's just all about the camaraderie anymore. Yeah. And, oh, man, I just to build on on the goose hunting story, you know. Oh, yes. uh, Okay. Lane was there there on the Zoo Mullen storied goose hunt. We've covered, but Lane's got some extra details he wants to add, so... I was right, by the way. <laughs> Man, Dalton was right. 110%. So, okay, so backstory for you guys that haven't heard it before. Lane, me, Landon, Dalton, 
Um, and then Tate Turner and a couple other guys, Noah was there too. We were all out at this field in El Reno, cut Milo, I think, or hey, cut corn. Yeah, yeah, because I had, I had it down pat because that was – one of my girlfriends at the time, that was their best family's friends and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I've been watching it for like two days. And I'm like, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. There was a lot of birds on that. There was a lot of people watching, too. <laughs> that, too. Because it's right off, I don't know what highway that is there, that Lucky Star's on. Yeah. But. yeah, Lucky. Luckily, Carla. Carla's real really nice and let us have first dibs on it and stuff so crazy and we get out there and glenn's the better storyteller than me well we got out there really early i mean i i truly remember to this day setting my alarm at my house for 237 because i was like that gives me five minutes to get outside to my truck and i can be at the stout's house by 3 a.m to start heading out there which why on earth we needed to leave at 3 a.m. to drive 30 minutes. That's beyond me. But we got out there very early, and, and we got all set up, and we thought, well, at least I, I didn't. It was my first goose hunt. I didn't know him any better, but Lane was coaching me through how to, you know, brush the blind. And we, I thought, did you think our first spot was pretty it, good when we it, were first setting up? It, it really looked amazing and mm-hmm. everything, but it was the humbling of it at the end that mm-hmm. really that really show, goes to show if you got the feed and the food and where they want to be you don't need much anything yeah yeah it's like whenever people say like oh we're on the x like no literally we were. like if you're if you are where they want to be above anything else then there's you really you got to work hard to screw it up mm-hmm. and we were screwing it up at the start <laughs> yeah that first you know, 30 minutes or so. The duck's done it good. Yeah. The duck's done it really good. But, you know, you can freaking throw a couple geese decoys out in the wheat field, and them ducks are going to go right to it. Yeah. You throw some duck decoys out, I don't know that much. I've never I've never been lucky enough to get <laughs> get on a good yeah field duck hunt. Yeah, not yeah, very either. often. Yeah. But we, we, we're we sitting there, and they're just they're skirting us, skirting us, skirting us. I'm like, that's the spot. Me and Dalton, I'm like, you guys just watch this. We go out there. Me and Dalton just crouched down on the grass because these birds were not getting within 100 yards. Yeah, and we're all along kind of a center pivot. Yeah, right Because uh, we saw some grass there. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be hitting here good. No. Yeah, me and Dalton, we went over there, and we just crouched, and we shot eight of them in a five-minute window. <laughs> and so they come back, and they're like, you know, we got to move. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to kind of stand here and see what happens. And then Noah and Tate and Landon were like, no, we're in a good spot. And you guys are like, no, we're not. Oh, we're about to throw down. That's what was about to happen. I mean, it was hot. Yeah, there's a little tension. You can, you can play a note on it, I promise you. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, I'm, I'm about to witness an absolute fist fight right now. This is not going to be good. But, but we... We got through our differences. Yeah. We went out, and we didn't even... We just ripped the blinds out of the grass. Yep. Just ripped them out. Went out there, threw them out there, took like half of our decoys, left the other half over there by the center pivot. Yep. They didn't care. They didn't give a rip. How many was that that day? That was a nine-man? 
eight uh, man, something like that. Yeah, it. W- I think it was an eight man limit. Yeah, because I remember whenever we were picking them up, we were like one shy of whatever the limit was. Uh huh. And I'm right there at the truck, about to unload my gun. That bird, you probably remember it. Is is blowing like forty mile an hour at that point. It was coming a straight broadside. Uh-huh. I rolled that sucker up in front of everybody, and it was like crowds going uh-huh. off. You know. <laughs> It was awesome seeing that. Yeah, because we, we, and it was windy that day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super, it was cold, but like the wind was howling. It was kind of cloudy too. Yeah. It was a little, it was a little bit of everything. And just, I mean, I, it was crazy because like, you know, a lot of times when you're introduced to something, um, you don't get to see what. The like, perfect storm is yeah. the first go. Yeah, so like, you know, someone takes you fishing and, you know, you catch a fish. That's awesome. Or someone takes you deer hunting and you shoot a deer. But like the first time you go fishing or the first time you go deer hunting, you know, you don't see a Boone and Crockett, you know, 15-point non-typical 190-inch deer. Yeah. And you certainly don't get a chance to shoot it and you certainly don't shoot it, you know. Yeah. And the first time you go fishing, you're not catching that 10-pound bass, that, you know, whatever, 100-pound catfish or 5-pound crappie. You know, you're not doing it. And so to go out there to see, I mean, genuinely 4,000 birds just circling over me and just to be sitting there with my jaw against my like my chest, like my jaw was so low, it was resting on my sternum. I was just like, what is happening right now? It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good once. I've only had it happen maybe six times that I can truly remember just a tornado. That's all it was, was a tornado. And the, the reason I, I brought the story up... To, to some back back play on it is it turned out that was the day that we were having our Christmas party and you know hunting comes before, before everything <laughs> and I, I just told my boss I had a funeral to go to so you know what I didn't have to tell him it was a goose funeral <laughs> and, I forgot about that and and take it, I was up at, up till like one or two o'clock, because I think we done it on a Saturday night. Yeah, I think cause, yeah. or Saturday morning. Yeah, it was a Saturday morning hunt. Yeah, I worked late, and we went and partied it up. No, I never even went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you just got an old Goldie and had it oh, over. Oh yeah, I just stayed up all night, dude. You can't miss nothing if you're up. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I get back there, I'm all dressed nice and stuff, you know, for a Christmas party. My buddy comes up to me. What's all the blood on your boots? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he kind of looks again. I was like, I had a funeral to go to. He's like, what was her name? I was like, Goose. <laughs> Goosey Gander. <laughs> and my boss turns around and is just staring at me. He's like, good thing you didn't miss this or you want to get your Christmas bonus. I was like, 
what I got to witness and be a part of today would probably trump that Christmas yeah. bonus. <laughs> like, I'm I'm high right now. Uh-huh. I'm living on life. Yeah. Couldn't have been any better. No, somebody hit me in the face and I'd still been smiling. Yeah. I probably hugged them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for punching me. <laughs> My day couldn't get any better right now. Yeah, man, that was that was an awesome day. But I mean, even even those other days that we were out in the boat, just me, you, and Noah. I mean, it doesn't matter what or how many. You know, just shooting ten or twelve, ten or twelve just random ducks. Who gives a crap what they are? You know, like it was fun to just go out there just hammer some birds but also just to hang out with you two and oh. fall you know oh boy oh uh, yeah i don't even want to talk about falling he'll have to he'll have to tell the story that boat that boat humbled me once again <laughs> so lane's boat was awesome how how many feet was it 20 footer or uh, i think it was 19 19 with a uh 45 horse mud buddy with like a stage two kit on it so it was high compression exhaust new propeller like it it was the bee's knees yeah it it would move down the move down the lake a little ways and uh so we would take this thing out and basically uh the spa that we would go to um we would get to set up where you know whichever way the wind was blowing usually it was in Oklahoma, a lot of times it's south, um, so we'd find a spot tucked out of the south wind there, and uh, hidden in the shade, hidden in the that shade. Big, big thing there. If you're ever use that shadows to your advantage, because we went to the beaver pond once, and I made you boys stand in the shade line of the cattails, and we shot. I could, mm-hmm. I think we shot a four man limit out of that little hole. We shot a bunch that day. Yeah, but then this other day, uh, we took the boat out. Up tucked in the shadows, and um, you know Noah's like Noah probably conveniently forgot his waders that day. Yeah. So me and Lane, of course, are you know grabbing brush to try and hide the boat and um, throwing out some decoys and trying getting them set up. And uh, you know we weren't crazy early before light, but it was probably about an hour forty five minutes before shooting light. And uh, about this time. You know, we're we're getting everything ready. You know, we look at the clock about 30 minutes. Lane's like, all right, I'm going to go move that last decoy there. And so he walks out and, of course, just trips on a log. And, I mean, just just falls right in. <laughs> and so it wasn't crazy deep, so he caught himself with his arms. But, you know, it's still up to, like, his mid like mid bicep and just filled up the front of his waders. And of course he's wearing all his clothes. And so me and Noah are just, we're in tears laughing. We're just cracking up because Lane's starting to hyperventilate. He's like, I'm, I'm cold out of your voice. Yeah, it cracked a little bit. <laughs> and so, so we're, uh, me and Noah are dying laughing. Lane, you know, starts getting mad at this point, starts tearing off clothes and throwing them in the boat. And it's like, it's January. You know, it is a cold winter morning. Lane strips down to no shirt, just his waders and bare chest. And he's sitting there trying to wring out his undershirt, which luckily was camo, 
all his jackets are sopping wet and all this stuff. <laughs> and so me and Noah are just trying to like kind of keep it together because he was pretty hot at that point. <laughs> like you were mad. <laughs> and the, the bad part was I've stepped over that lock a jillion times. And that one time my OCD had me affixed on that one decoy that was out of place. I should have left it. Yep. <laughs> I, it would not have mattered. And so Lane's in the boat and we're like, Lane, do you like want or a jacket? Do you want to go back to the truck? And you were like, no, I'm sitting out here and I'm freaking hunting. I'm already wet. I can't get any more miserable. Like we're hunting. I'm like, all right. So we end up having like a really good hunt. We got to shoot, you know, probably 10 or 12, just had a great morning. And um, I just remember you guys' eyeballs was like as big as a Coke can because I took my waders off and I dumped all the water out of it in the bottom of the boat. And I, there's me just in my in my under, you know, my skivvies and everything, my, my nice wool socks that are drenched. Yeah, just <laughs> dripping wet. And I, I, I stayed like that for, I don't know, five, ten minutes, let, let the water drain out of my deals, and I throw my waders back on. You know, got to be camo. Can't <laughs> let them right. see you. And then I think you put on just like a t-shirt only. I think so. Because I I remember like a camo short sleeve shirt or something yeah, you were that'd wearing. that'd be it. And um, so we end up shooting, you know, having a decent morning. And um, so we're like, all right, it's time to head back to the ramp. And so um, I was like, dude, Lane, like, can I drive your boat around a little bit? And you're like, yeah, sure. And so you were kind of teaching me how to drive the mud buddy. And so we ripped up and down the, um, you know, little pond there a little ways and came back and so um noah was we took noah's dad's truck that day and so noah was gonna back in the trailer and um lane lane and i were gonna drive the boat a little more while he was getting that ready and so um we (laughs) so i'm sitting on the boat uh noah's in the truck with got the dog in there and um <laughs> he he starts backing the trailer in and we come around and we start to pull up on the trailer a little bit and uh you know he he didn't back it in deep enough and so we kind of had to get pushed off and he backed it back in a little ways and so we pull back up on there and lane guns it up on there and still just not quite enough and so lane was like screw this i'm i'm sick of this freaking boat this has been bad morning i'm just gonna get in the freaking lake here and push it up on the trailer okay it did not go just like that yeah <laughs> it was icy and i was like i got towards the back where the motor was yeah i was like oh, we'll get the front end off a little bit i'll give it a good old give her a fistful let her run her up the rest of the way and i get back there and it is ice it's just pure ice it was pretty slick <laughs> yes it was so uh I'm I'm already about to fall in the water. I'm on the motor. Luckily, the motor, uh, the kill switch, I pulled it out. And the motor articulates past, like, the end of the boat. I'm like, oh, it's only, like, you know, a foot and a half deep all the way through here. Not at the boat ramp. The boat <laughs> ramp was not a foot and a half deep. So Lane kind of gets, he was kind of halfway planning on getting off, and then that motor pushes him. He slips on the ice and goes right into the water. I just just commit. And so, you know, he's thinking, we're all thinking like, ah, it's not that deep, you know. 
you know, two, three feet deep, four maybe at the most. And I just remember seeing Lane get pushed off. You see that moment of, you know, the wheels turn in his head. He goes, I'm committed to this. And he kind of steps off as he's fallen. And all I see is his hat float up. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no. Waiters on and everything. Waiters on, yeah, everything. And then the next thing I know is Lane Gamble is walking on water, getting out of that, <laughs> getting out of there. And you go straight for the truck. You stripped off every bit of clothes, and you were like, "Get out of my way! I'm getting in this truck, and I'm not getting back out." Oh, I was mad. That was that's a long day. <laughs> Me and Noah were, I mean, genuinely just. I mean, tears streaming down our face thinking about this. It was so, so funny. It was so bad. I couldn't make eye contact with any of them for at least an hour. Yeah. So, so it's me staring out the window for an hour, hour and a half on the way home, not saying a word. <laughs> oh, such, such good times. Just no, nothing better than that. Truly nothing better. No, no. Looking back at it, I'm like, that was a good time. In the moment, you had to embrace the suck. Or yeah. I did. Yeah. No, you, you guys, did you, for sure. You guys usually came out pretty clean. I was always the one on the stinky side of the stick. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We just got the got to enjoy a sweet boat and and shooting some ducks. So that was a good time. Well, uh, here we are. We're we're about we're over an hour, so Probably start wrapping it up. It's crazy how quick it goes by, huh? Yes, it is. Just man. feels like another day just hanging out. So it is hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, this is why I like doing it, just sharing some stories, thinking about the good old days. Um, hopefully, me and Lane will be on a few ducks this winter. I don't have any other friends up here that <laughs> like to hunt. So uh, you're on the hook for uh, following me around in the canoe this, <laughs> this winter. Ah. Uh, I hope so, because I hope I just ain't got to work all the time. That's, yeah. I'm tired of working, man. I want to retire already. <laughs> I know. I've never, I'll, I've always said, even since like middle school, I'm like, I'm just looking forward to the days I can go to the diner in the morning and get my usual and then swing back by about 3 p.m., get my usual again, and then I'm done for the day dreams. Yeah. That, that's a goal right there. That would be a good I, time. I just hope I get old. Yeah, just make it to that age. Like, I feel like I'm old already, but that's like old. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to catch up to when you can pull that off. Yeah, yeah. I feel 80. I hope my body can last till I'm 80. Mm-hmm. I think it can. Just keep feeding it some Red Bull and you'll get over the line. Oh, man. At work, we live off energy drinks. It's so bad for us, but there ain't no other way to pull 24s and stuff anymore. No, no, absolutely not. I'm sitting there in my cubicle at eight hours, like, get me out of here, and you're just getting started. Yeah, most of the time we ain't even broke the sweat for the day yet. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But that's why you make the big bucks. No, 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 no. <laughs> They're getting something out yeah. of you. That's the only reason you're getting the money. Yep. Well, uh, all right, so we'll, we'll wrap it up here. You got any uh, closing thoughts? I'm trying to think. What's some, you got any good like dad advice or hunting advice or? Take someone fishing, take someone hunting. Don't be afraid to ask. And 
be a sponge. I've been told that my whole life, and I didn't realize it till I've gotten later on in life and started to get people kind of looking up to me and everything. Like, if, if you know something, be willing to teach. Mm-hmm. Be, and to the people that don't know, be coachable. Be Don't take what someone has to say. It might come off the wrong way. Don't sit there and stew on it. Think about what they're actually saying to you and why they're saying it. Because I, I, I used to get my feelings a little bit when they would say, why are you doing it this way or that way? Do it this way. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time, the ones that's done it for a long time, they haven't done it for a long time not to know. Yeah. It, there's a million ways to skin a cat, but just... There's probably one way that's the best. Yeah. Or a better way. There's yeah, a, there's I, I think it depends on the person's like train of thought and stuff, you uh-huh. know, but try to get the kids out. Try to try to bring someone into this community because hunting and fishing is the greatest sport known to man. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing better, nothing more rewarding than being out there in creation and getting to spend time with your buddies and building friendships and relationships. I mean, it's there's really not much better. No, you... So. you this this doesn't have a price tag on. This is priceless. Yeah. Because, like, you don't know. You might. I've I've done it before. You know, we we'd be going crappie fishing or something. Some little kids having a hard time or something. You go over there. You give them a little coaching, a little pat on the back, throw them a soda, make them where they're having a little bit of fun. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you how many times just hand the rod over. Like, man, that that's yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've I've given kids fishing poles. You know. I've probably given them nicer ones than I got today. <laughs> but, you know, like yep. whatever it takes to keep them kids happy and keep them out, keep them out of the trouble. Yep. And that's that's a lot of it. And the, between the video games and everything else, it's hard for a kid to find a little bit of peace. So be their peace, man. Yeah. Give everybody a chance. Yeah, give someone a chance to experience that. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty special. Yep. Some good times. Well, that was very good advice. I'm not going to lie to you, Lane. That was good. That's about it. That's all I got. I ain't got nothing left. (laughs) Hey, that's some good advice. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Um, Thank you guys for listening. We're going to just keep keep putting these out. Hopefully this winter, um, doing a lot of duck hunting. You know, I don't really care about the deer hunting, but hopefully I'm getting after it. Hopefully you guys are too. I'm getting getting everything ready for the season, dusting the gear off. I just untangled my decoys the other day. That oh, was uh, that was quite oh. a quite a oh, quite an event there. So I got it done though, <laughs> and uh, slowly just still trying to get all my decoys and stuff shipped up here. So I got one more truckload. Hey, hey, that's hey. And I'm looking at you because you're responsible partially for it, and I appreciate that. Hey, hey, they all went to a good cause. That's right. We got right. to get, get the fearless farmer on here one of these days. Yeah, we do. We do. So we'll have Lane on again for sure and uh, hopefully have Noah on and and let them get going on some of their uh, childhood stories. We got we got some good ones. We were the dastardly duo growing up, and you caught it on the back end of it. it was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've seen some pictures. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> you two with your mullets and them. Oh, cow dude. manure hey. pond and oh. growing it out yeah that was oh, the easiest go. 20 bucks i made in my whole life was jumping in that mud hole yep <laughs> i have i can remember that and Noah, he, he remembers it everybody that is there i got the picture somewhere on my phone i've seen it before was it your old blue pickup 
Yes, we we went out and took it mudding and stuff, and we're like, they they bet me I won it, you know, twenty bucks. That's a lot of gas money. Yeah, man. we could go have a lot of smiles for twenty bucks. Uh huh. <laughs> so you did it, and then oh. then how'd you clean off after? Oh, that was that was the good that was the good part of the story. Uh, drove down the road and uh, went to my ex ex's house in her front yard and turned on the water hose. And uh, her mom and everything walked outside and was wondering what the hell I was doing. <laughs> so it's it's a good story. It it ends funny. <laughs> oh, and they made me ride in the back of the truck the whole way there. So in I your wasn't own just, truck. Yeah, so I wasn't just muddy. I was dusty from all the red dirt on the roads and stuff oh, too. Oh, and, I'm sure you literally stained their yard. I probably did. Yeah, the look on their face walking out. It's just it's just something you needed to frame. Yep, I would pay more than twenty bucks just to see that. And the only thing I done, I was like, "How are you doing?" Just wave <laughs> at them, you know, act like nothing's going on. I was like, "I just got to borrow the water for a minute, and I'll yep. be out of your hair." <laughs> that is awesome. Gosh, yeah, so many good stories like that that you guys always tell me. So whenever we get him on. We'll get deep into some of those. Yeah. He's got to tell the rabbit hunting story because that's... That's one of the best yeah, ones. Yeah, that was probably one of the funnest ones. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Hopefully, uh, you'll see some pictures of me and Lane with a bunch of ducks and stuff stacked up soon. So you'll have to send me a picture tonight or tell me which one you want to post for uh, tomorrow's episode coming out. Oh, I got you, so, dude. I got you. Um Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, like always, if you appreciate the podcast, maybe tell someone about it, and um, we'll catch you next week. Peace out.